Welcome back. You're still tuned in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM. And regardless of how you're tuning in, you are most welcome here. Remember that this show is a hangout. So it's a conversation between myself and Charles Dutoy, as well as you sitting at home. So even though mm. you're not interacting with us um, in real time, it does for you to be part of the conversation. All you simply have to do is invite a friend and extend to them the discussion that we're having here, whether during or after the show. Or go on to the website and send them the link. It's on www.radiopulpit.co.za or www. I am why movement.co.za. The conversation that we're having tonight is um, actually the con the discussions that we're going to be having for this entire month for December. These are going to be our reflective discussions where we look back at the year and we look at some of the failures and some of the ways in which you might have disappointed yourself and others. And then we look at ways in which you can improve in the next year so as to make sure that you do not make the same mistakes. And I think also just finding ways to celebrate the things that you actually did do right. Um, so today, specifically, or rather tonight, we're looking at um, family and friends. And the question we're looking at is, did you make enough time for your family and friends in 2021? Um, did you actually make an effort, right? Which is something mm. that we say very often, especially with our Kokai segment, where we talk about a better version of you. The idea, especially when approaching the weekend, is that you should be intentional about it. Now, every one of us have family and friends and what i mean by that is uh, you might not have i mean there are some people who have lost family members and they feel that they don't have uh, especially family that they can connect with there's a, a lot of distance between them and family um, but and all they have are literally their friends their partner that they're married to um, and whoever considers them to be an acquaintance uh, yeah. but in in that context, what I want to just, uh, the picture I want to paint is the fact that we all have people that we care about. Um, you have a wife, you have a girlfriend, you have a friend, um, you have a, a, a colleague uh, that, that you might have a, a little bit of a friendship with. Every mm. time you go to work, you sit with them, you have conversations and discussions with them. Um, and what we want to talk about, right, as you think of that person in your mind who adds some kind of value to your life uh, I want to I want to I want you to think about how in this past year could you have um, donated a bit of your more of your time to them how you could have actually extended yourself towards them um, now if you have only distant or non-existent family this might it might feel like this doesn't apply to you as much as to those who have very close family and, the, and then you know that you've been negligent of your family. Yeah. Uh, you might have a daughter that you have not called, a daughter yeah. that you don't even know when her birthday is, a son that you don't know when his birthday is. Um, you've never, you don't even give him regular calls, which happens quite often between parents and children. Um, you might have a grandparent who themselves don't even know how to use technology and you take, you've been taking advantage of that by just not calling them until you actually see them mm. or making an effort to to see them until you actually see them. Um, so I'm going to give it to Charles to open up with what are the 
why is it important to actually stay in touch? Because I know you you come from a um, a family that meets regularly. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Charles is going to give us and paint us a picture of why is that important, and how much good does that do to an individual? Well, a lot of your identity is given to you by your father. That's uh, I don't know why the Lord has made it that way, but we do get our identity from your not only from your parents but from your father's specifically but i want to go to that scripture verse in in matthew where jesus is talking to the big crowd that's following him and he makes a very important statement or interesting statement rather he says to them you are the salt of the earth and light to the world um and then when you hear a sermon about that people usually go on about the characteristics of salt and the characteristics of light and then we know how to live our lives however i want to make something very interesting that i've noticed and i've read in a couple of commentaries actually that jesus specifically used two words there he made use of the word earth and the word use of the word world and when we read in the septuagint which is a septuagint is actually the greek translation of the bible you would notice that the word for world or word for world is cosmos and the world word for earth i'm going to get it now <laughs> the word for earth is home it's a G, uh, hebrew and greek way and I firmly believe that Jesus made that specific statement saying that cosmos is the entire region, it's the entire outer place that you know, people that you might not necessarily have a relationship with. So to those people you are light. In other words, you can be uh, self-affirming, you can be loud, you can almost to the degree, I want to say you can be obnoxious with the gospel, uh, just sh telling them who they are, who you are, what you believe and how you believe it, and that's the way that it is. But he made the statement also that you are the salt to the earth. Now the word hom and earth in the Jewish context in that era to the crowd that he was listening to would be the people in your immediate vicinity. So if you want to be the salt to the people in the immediate vicinity, you need to be salt to your family members and friends. Now what we use salt as a food spice um, nowadays, but in the Hebrew days it was actually used as preservation. That's how they preserved food, by putting salt on it, right? So I want to make the statement that in order for you to make sure that your family and friends know Jesus, you need to be in contact with them. Salt has no effect. If you're like having a nice bry outside you've got this big ribeye steak that you're putting on the coals now and you have this amazing bry there's no need for you to put the salt on the charcoal you don't even put the salt in the fire lighters you put the salt in the meat because you need the effect of the salt in the meat that's the exact same thing with your family you need to have close contact with them in order for them to see the gospel in order for them to see jesus in your life right that's why Jesus did. If you look at his public ministry, you would also notice that Jesus had a big following at the beginning and a very small following at the end. Uh, because more time with less people has greater impact. That's just the way it is. So surround yourself and keep contact with your family because that's literally the only way that you know they know Jesus or not. Does that make sense? The way that I'm absolutely. Mm. It absolutely does. So as you're speaking right now, I am actually um, reminded of the fact that um, you know, there might be someone listening and thinking to themselves, how much of the people that I know and love and care about should I consider as part of my family and are important enough for me to actually designate time for them, 
right? And what I mean by that is this. Um, first of all, I love the fact that you you use the example of Jesus having less and less people mm. that he was impacting. Um, not only because he, he, I mean, I feel like he always had that the plan to do that. Yes. Uh, but not only because it, you are able to grow more people when you focus on less. Um, I mean, it's much it's much like the the analogy we get from Gideon's story, mm. uh, which is also seen in the movie Three Hundred. Yes. The less the less people you have, the more resources you can invest in making them the best version of themselves mm. right which is why i want like two kids done <laughs> <laughs> no more <laughs> yeah. right because then i mean that that's also owing to the fact that we just live in a ridiculous economy um so if mm. you're a person who who loves who wants to have a soccer team i feel for you because the economy we live in just doesn't allow it anymore so mm. i really really do feel for you but the point i wanted to get to is that um first of all if you do have you or rather you need to sit down and have a conversation with yourself a real conversation about who in your life is worth your time to yes. that extent worth you sitting down and actually designating time to see them mm. uh because with and and also i love the point you're making and i know that i also have firsthand i don't know if i should call it experience but i have firsthand um um uh, let me call it experience right <clears throat> of how when how it 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 a, a your visiting your family members can actually affect how they view Christ uh because of how you view Christ right yes. because they're being exposed to him through you yes so if you are born again and you have for example i had a grandmother who <clears throat> uh for for she went to church her whole life but now there was a huge communication barrier between her and I because she speaks in Debele. And not only that, but she's from a completely different generation than I. Um, I visited her, but not as often as I could have visited her. She's pa She passed away at the age of 98. Goodness. Now, the thing about it is, even though she went to church, so I don't know how Christ would view this uh, or what the final verdict would be. She did believe in Christ. She went to church. She believed in Christ. But because of how she was raised, she also had beliefs in, you know, your um um visiting the sangomas and traditional beliefs basically. yeah traditional beliefs exactly so um now the, the the reason i mentioned that is because through my interactions with her there's a lot that we could have ha i had a lot of opportunity or i could have mm. had a lot of opportunity to have discussions on the word um i remember just before she was about to pass she was telling me about certain dreams she was having that were frightening her and the language barrier was just so thick because sure. i wanted to comfort her but i could only use so many words right uh and and also just reassure her of christ because she was also now starting to ask especially because she knew that her time was coming yeah. she she was beginning to ask like given do you think christ is real um sure. and 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 i would tell her that he definitely is but i could feel that there's so much of a language barrier um i could go into so much more depth into reassuring her of that uh but this is a completely different dynamic than what we're discussing today i just wanted to use this as a way of emphasizing mm. how important it is if you have christ and you christ has revealed certain things to you um how when you you should consider yourself 
the Christ that people will know because Christ will act through you. Yes. Right? Um, Christ will reach out to them. He'll mm. pour things in your heart. In fact, often I've realized that it's not even, it, 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 it's not always the things that you say to them about the word and about Christ that changes them. It is so important for them to just see you live. Yes. Like for them to just see you being kind, being gracious, you know, mm. um, it really, I didn't expect us to get to this part point <laughs> with the conversation, by the way, but I really think it does add a lot of value to remind people of the fact that um, your relationship with Christ really will benefit other people just from you being around them. Yes. Right. Just from you being around them. Um, now getting into more practical things, right? Um, so there are, and as, as you mentioned, Charles, that there is something that a person benefits from a father, not even mm. something, a lot, a mm. lot of character. Kids look up to their fathers. They learn a lot. Uh, they learn, learn a lot in terms of mannerisms, what mm. to say and what not to say, um, you know, and, and not to mention the fact that the world is so rough, the world is is painful. Like there's so much bad things that happen in the world that you just need someone to be there for you sometimes, even if they're not there for you because of what you're going through, but just for them to be there. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, just for a father to be there, a mother to be there, a friend mm. to be there, someone to just call and say, hey, are you good? Mm. Is everything all right? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I totally get what you mean. I've, I remember in the days that I, when I was still living with my parents and I suffered from depression a lot, I actually, and I think you know this, but I've, I've tried to commit suicide about two or three times in my life. And I remember my my mom and my dad not necessarily trying to comfort me, but they, just their presence made the world of a difference when you're in this terrible, dark episode of your life. Uh, I always made the statement, says, I just want to know that there's another breath in the house. Mm -hmm. If I know that, then, I'm, then I sort of am grounded. But I also think it's important for us to make a conscious decision that we are willfully going to spend time with your family members and your friends. Because I do realize that to a lot of people, they do not have that relationship with their parents or their siblings for that matter like they would like they would want to have or that they would have with their friends um and to be honest i think it's a bit forced by hollywood now hollywood teaches us that that, that friends are the family you choose and stuff like that right so i do to a certain degree believe it i, I can imagine like if you're moving from somewhere up in africa and you come down to to uh, stay in gauteng or cape town or wherever that the friends that you would meet there can be considered family because they're literally the only people that that you have but uh, but i mean if you look at sitcoms like the office i mean that's literally trying to force family on people it's not working right it's, <laughs> leave um, michael alone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering if you're going to say something but um I, I, th I see the importance of people that you need to make a willful conscious decision that i am going to spend time with my family there's in counseling people would notice that or, or counselors have actually noticed that if a child comes from a house that is um very trustworthy and very uh, um uh not what's the word that i want to uh, supportive that child can probably lead a more independent life because they know no matter what happens in life they can always go back home that's the way that you need to raise your your children and that's obviously the way that you need to uh, be a child to your parents know that you can always go back home and i think that's the that's the thing that when when life gets tough you need somewhere to go to 
And if you don't consciously spend time with your family or friends, they would not want you when you're when you're down and out. That's basically then it's going to be a, a parasitic relationship. You only need them when you you only want them when you need them. Yeah. Uh, what can I get from you? How are you going to benefit my life? That's why I want the relationship. And that's not the Christian way of doing things. And again, if we come back to bring Christ in the relationship, that's not honoring him at all um, with that parasitic relationship with your family. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think bringing in the, 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 the subject of a parasitic relationship, it's also something that we absolutely have to touch on mm. because um, when there are people who come from toxic uh, family backgrounds and that might be a reason why you're not going home. Yes. Uh, that might be the reason why you rather prefer to stay in your own apartment mm. and just continue your cycle of going to work and going home, visiting friends and, you know, going out to restaurants with them. Um, and I, I, I really wa don't want us to treat this conversation as though we having it in a vacuum. Yes. Um, because we do know and we are aware of the fact that not everyone is fortunate enough. Um, I mean, for me, for example, the different dynamics that uh, you and I have, Shao, mm. um, you, you, you grew up in a context where I don't want to say very close, but you you had that family presence, right? Yes. Yeah. Sunday dinner, the whole. You package, understand what yes. I mean? Whereas I come from a dynamic where everyone ate at their own time in their own room. Um, and I mm. absolutely, you know, I was watching a TikTok. Oh, my goodness, TikTok. Guys, don't take parenting advice on TikTok. <laughs> Please. Like, don't learn relationship advice, friendship sure. advice on TikTok. Like, really, really be careful in what you consume. I was watching this lady who was talking about how she raised, she doesn't um, discipline her kids. She let her ki she lets her kids decide when they would want to or not want to clean their rooms. So if their kid says, no, nah, I don't want, I don't feel like it, she allows it. She sits them down and allows their ki her kids to explain. Now, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that reasoning with your kid is wrong, right? What this woman is literally saying, word for word, right, is that I never discipline my kids into doing something. So I will. Ne she'll never tell her kids, this is happening, whether you like it or not. Sure. Um, and and that's, that's a very, very bad thing. But mm. the point I'm trying to get to at that is this, right? Um, there are those of us who come from um, family backgrounds where the family was present. Uh, we were, we, 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 we built a relationship. And the reason I moved into talking about how it's important at times to some things in family, in, in family structures, it's so important for you to have no option have no choice but to. Yes. Uh, because there's so much value gained in things that you have no choice but to do. Um, there, are, I wish I didn't have a choice but to sit with my brothers and sisters and eat around the same table because we'd have a much different relationship today. Um, mm. I know, I know, I have a friend who, her parents, when she was growing up with her, with her brother, older brother, they were forced to sit in a room and study every day. And when the parents would go to the other room, they'd talk and make fun of each other and play. Mm. It built a relationship sure. between the two of them. I can imagine. You understand? And today, mm. they're almost inseparable. Like, they visit each other regularly. They check on each other. Um, so there are some things where that some values that come from you not having a choice. Um, and I'm, I say that to, to also get to this point, though, which is the main point I'm getting to, uh, that we do need to acknowledge the, the fact that there are some of us who are coming from family backgrounds, we're sitting around the dinner table was not a thing mm. um, and therefore going home is a lot harder 
Mm. Um, and, and, and that is something that I think we can honestly say that um, that's something you work through. That's something you go to counsel for, counseling mm. for. Mm. And you as an individual should not consider this conversation or this discussion as being forced. Us saying you guilt tripping you yes, into going to visit family. Because uh, I know, I know, I, for me personally, growing up, I had people in my community not understanding why I wasn't sleeping over at my dad's and spending more time with him and giving him all the um, um, fairy tale happily ever after uh, that he would have loved to have. I mean, also with changing my surname as well. The, the, the thing that was unfortunate for me, which I know that is the case for many South Africans, mm. is that my dad was not as present in my life as he could have been. Right. And mm. the people who wanted to see me spend more time with him are people who were convinced that he's the best dad ever. And the reason they were convinced that he's the best dad, best, best dad ever is because they've seen worse. Okay. So that's the literal thing. Like amongst in the comparison, co he was exactly which in all honesty, in comparison to some of the you know dads around my yeah, neighborhood he was actually a good dad in comparison though um and what i mean by being a good dad i mean in the sense of um my dad spoke about me everywhere that he went my dad genuinely appreciated the things that i'd accomplished in life i've walked in a he was a teacher i've walked in a classroom with him bragging that i published a book um so it's easy for for you to look at him and think he was never abusive at all he'd never shout at me every time he wanted uh, we'd have conversations over the table and he'd tell me I don't like this I don't like that let's try to do more of this right and I mean if I asked him for money I'd ask for 500 knowing I'd get 100 rand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right that's literally my dad was relatively a good dad the thing that I didn't like about my dad was that I couldn't rely on him to show up you know like if I need for example clothes he'd say we'll meet at this place at this time I go to this place at this time and he's not there you understand sure. what I mean? So, which is also the reason why this conversation is so important for us mm. to have. If you are that dad, right? Um, it's it, This is like a way of us calling you to, not even calling you per se, um, to reflect on the, th the things that have been, the way that you've behaved, the mm. way that, you know, and, and there are many reasons for it. I honestly don't want to be ignorant of the fact that some bad dads it's mainly because they've never had a which shall i think you can speak to more mm. uh, but not just bad bad dads i mean being a bad parent being a mm. bad sister you've never seen family roles being displayed in front of you right yeah with with what do you compare it then what what's your normal that's that's the thing so um i actually wanted to ask you the question now with the community that you come from was that was that the norm yes yeah you see so if absent parents they are the norm then it it's going to take a massive generation as well as a cultural change in order for that to change in order for your children to not be the same uh, or experience the same much rather so if you don't 
have any healthy examples, how do you know what's healthy and what's not healthy? But I also want to make the statement in saying that every parent can be a better parent and every child can be a better child. You know, so none of us have have, have reached reached the, the the climax of sanctification. We're still all busy with this process. It's still very very important for us to keep on learning, keep on growing. Uh, but I I also as a counselor will will first of all tell you that I have told people it might be better for you not to go home. You understand? Rather. If if you are suicidal and you know that your dad is going to knock you or mom or brother or sister, knock you for the fact that you did not matriculate, knock you for all these various reasons, it might not be a good idea for you to go home. Never make a decision on what's right or what's wrong. I always say people rather make a decision like what Joshua told the Israelites. Are you honoring life or honoring death? Whatever decision you need to make in your life, is it leading you to life or death? Um, is the fact that you're going home because your dad and you had a toxic relationship and you don't know whether it's going to be, it's parasitic or whatever, are you honoring life or death by going home? Um, is it leading you to life or leading you to death? You understand what I mean? So at certain point in your life, you're going to have to make a decision saying, uh, it's going, probably going to lead to death, but I'm mature enough to know to assist him to lead him to life. Then the change, uh, the change has come. You know, you're, you're doing it, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you that we can't have, I don't want to sit here and propagate and say like, listen, family is the alpha and omega of your process. It's obviously not going to be. Um, for, a, for, a, for a time in my life, uh, I've had friends that's closer than a brother. Uh, you understand? Because they, they were there with my entire process. They were there when I needed finances. They pitched up, not my, not my brother per se, mm, mm. whatever the case might be. Um, but the most important thing I always think with regards to family is just to be present. That That's what we need. Yeah, but yeah. My sons need me more to be present than what they need my money to buy them stuff. True story. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm actually thinking right now, right, uh, as you're speaking of something so profound, right, mm. uh, which I feel like is the conclusion it's such a big conclusion to the discussion we're having. And it's the fact that um, for you to be like, if, if we're having a conversation about if you have not visited friends or family throughout the year, this is, is a conversation that we'd like you to use to reflect on that. Mm. Reflect on why might that be? Is it because they're toxic? Is it because... Um, you know, you, you just lazy or is it because you don't have the money to visit family? Reflect on why the reason is. But now I want us to move into the question of this. When you do visit friends and family, are you a person who adds value? Yes. Are you a person? And by adding value, I don't mean come there with spreadsheets and sell a <laughs> business idea and say, guys, I'd like us to invest in Bitcoin. That's not <laughs> what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is basically this. Are you the kind of person who, when you go home, you people feel happy to have you? And and that's such such a fundamental conversation that it I feel like it needs a discussion on its own. The point of it is make sure that you are a quality human being so that when you visit friends and family, you are not the toxic person that they have to stay away from. Yes. Oof, my goodness, that's a Twitter post. Yeah, you see, for me always that we should bring joy as Christians, but we should be the ones that bring bring joy when we arrive, not when we depart. You know, people don't yeah. need to be thankful when you're leaving and say, exactly. goodness, even is gone. Mm, you know? mm. And that just exactly it. 
Exactly. So that's where we're going to leave it uh, at. Um, do sit down, think about the people that you could have spent time visiting this year um, and start to think about how you can actually become more present next year. But remember that relationships are not about tit for tat. Uh, some relationships you'll find that you're putting in more effort. Um, some relationship, it's unacceptable for you to be the only one who puts in the effort, much like a romantic relationship. But some, it's okay for you. To, I mean, you only see them twice a month. So it's okay for you to sit, have a coffee with them, come back to the rest of your life, you know. Um, and with that said, uh, we're going to cut it short right here and we'll be back with the devotion shortly right after this.